Hello, I'm Daniel, and this is my wife, Kimberly Graham. And we're your Money Mastery Coaches. We work with high-earning power couples to guide them to financial harmony in their financial communication. Utilizing the affluent synergy framework, even if you meticulously budget every expense and talk money to your partner. Find out more at theaffluentmarriage.com. We can't wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the next episode of Better Together Tuesday, hosted by the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Our mission is simple, guys. We want you to take control of your shared finances and strengthen your relationship by aligning your goals through strategic communication. That's what we're all about, living in love, walking in wealth. That's right. And happy Thanksgiving to those of you who are watching on this wonderful Tuesday. We are so excited and we thought, you know, we love being able to interview amazing couples and talking to them about how their journey, how communication has worked for them. And we thought that we would have... Oh, we found a couple that we feel truly embodies the power couple. And we want to bring them to the stage today. So let me go ahead and bring them on. Welcome. It's, it's, us. <laughs> it's just us. It's just us. It's just us today, guys. It's just us. But we're going to make this very interactive and fun and exciting for you guys today. So if you're watching with your honey, or if your honey is in another spot, you're going to be able to interact with them today. This is exactly what this is for. But if you don't know us, as you just saw in our amazing intro, I'm Kim. This is Dan. Um, and something that we really have loved and, and have done over the course of almost what 20 something years of being years, together 22 plus years 12 years married is we've done a lot we've in our business we've been able to put up over a half a million dollars back in the pockets of amazing couples and business owners everywhere because they've realized how to leverage their communication with their partner but the other thing that we've done is, is we've paid off seventy six thousand dollars in my student loan debt yeah. in just about 28 months 28 months while by the way making about fifty six thousand dollars a year combined together because we were we're both two broke private school two teachers. Two broke teachers. Okay. So if we can do it, you can do it. Okay? But it was in those foundational years that we yes. learned all about strategic communication mm-hmm. and working together mm-hmm. to knock out that cash. And so we are literally going to be here sharing all of the, the tips with you. We've done so much and we're going to do more. I think we have a goal of working with 40 amazing couples in the next year, helping them understand how to like, have better conversations around their finances and how to leverage being like a power couple. Yeah. So, so here's what we got going on today, guys. We're going to yeah. do a little interactive game here for you. So the way this works is we're going to be communicating, but we also want you to communicate with your partner. And if your partner's not around and you just want to communicate with us, that's fine. That's just text fine. your answer in the chat. That's all right, fine. type it in. We'll get back to you while well, this times. is all going on. It's going to be good times. So, so if you've ever seen like, what is it? The, uh, the newlywed, the newlywed game, game mm-hmm. where basically there's a question asked and your partner has to try to guess your answer. Mm-hmm. That's what we're going to do today. Okay. Now there's uh, a couple of questions. And what we're going to do is we're going to answer or, uh, them for each other. So 100%. we're going to show you guys the answers. And I'm going to get them all right. Too. And then I'm going to do. I'm gonna, I know you, boo. <laughs> I'm going to guess the answer for him. And then we're going to, he's going to guess the answer for me. And then we're going to have a conversation. And we'd love for you guys to put your responses in the chat. So if you have an answer to what your answer would be or what you think your partner's answers would be, put it in the chat. We'd love for this to be as engaging and interactive as possible. Possible. And hey, maybe you learned something new. About and look, them. if your partner's around, not around, just text them anyway. Yep, just, just out of the blue, them. just, just ask them a question and then tell them 
you know what their answer would be. That's right. Right. So this is Thanksgiving and edition. for you. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Give edition. Thanks. Yeah. For communication. What? I don't understand what that is. Right. Do so we, we recently <laughs> updated our computer and our, our phones to the latest iOS software. And now Kim gets little like thumbs up bubbles I, on the screen. I don't. If you even know what that's about. Can someone can please, please put that in the chat? Because it is boggling. Please. Kim's mind why this little thumbs up and bubbles is before up on the we screen. even get to this game I think it's maybe important. it's just positive affirmation <laughs> like the computer is just giving you positive you're vibes. doing great yeah. awesome job because here's the thing I happened to me in a zoom call a couple of days ago and I was like what the heck is that literally thought there was a ghost just like deciding to to give thumbs up right but then not only that like I we just literally for the last 45 minutes have been trying to figure out how to get our video and audio working and no joke it's because of the stupid update that we didn't know of one button to push to make sure everything worked in our garage band. It's been a moment learning new things, man, but communication prevailed because we had to talk to each other and we never fought and not getting frustrated with each other, but getting frustrated with the situation was fine, <laughs> but not frustration with each other with like us trying to come up with a solution for the problem. So, you know, we're, we're better together guys. We're better, better together. Truly, so truly better together. Let's, let's start All on right. this I beautiful Thanksgiving week. Since, uh, you know, we are holding our microphones this way. Yes. Why don't we start with this right here? Oh my what gosh. What is your go-to? And really, I want you to try to guess mine. I want to guess yours. What is your go-to karaoke song slash genre? I'm going to try to name a song. And I'll tell you right now, I don't necessarily know what your go-to song is. No, I is. said genre. So okay. you don't have to. But actually, one just came to my mind. Okay. It's not going to be what you say, but okay. it's totally it's totally what you would do if you went up to the mic and it okay. was your turn to sing. What do you think? You would pick this. No, you go. Do me first. Do me oh, first. Oh, okay, okay. My turn. Right. My, so, my turn. My turn. My, my turn. turn. My, um, my turn. You can guess our favorite TV shows by that. Um, again, helping you. You guys are playing with us, so put it in the comments below. Right. Text so your I spouse think... right now. Put it in the bottom right. Name your spouse's go-to, your partner's go-to song. If they were to sing in the microphone, what, what are they, they singing? Sing? What are they singing? So I think your go-to karaoke or song, and I think I'm going to choose a genre because I feel like there's there's a couple of genres that we could go to here. Okay. Right? Are you trying to like telepathically tell me your karaoke song go to? Right? Is going to be anything in the '90s R&B genre, okay. like Boys to Men. Okay. Like he can he can throw down on some Boys to Men. Love Talk and Slow Jams was how he grew up. <laughs> More like Love Talk and Slow Grams. Yeah. Am I right? <laughs> That's corny. am I right? That's really corny. <laughs> what What were you thinking? Honestly, I was thinking musicals. You know, that's my second. Yeah, that's the second. But both like of Hamilton, them are good. Wicked, Legally we can, Blonde, the musical. All I right. feel like so in in the Heights. Yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Fun fact: If Daniel and I are in the car and we are driving on a long car ride, musicals will come out. We have a list of musicals that must be sang. Wicked Aladdin. is. See what is it? It doesn't like me. <laughs> Just it doesn't like down. that. <laughs> Oh my gosh! It doesn't like Wicked. I, yeah, the thumbs ghost, down for the Wicked. ghost does not like Wicked. I need to fix Yikes. this. But anyway, so the ghost incredible. There's the there's Wicked. There's uh, Legally Blonde. There's um, Lion King. There's Aladdin, Hamilton, Hamilton. Aladdin. The stage performance. There's um, oh my gosh! There's so many. There's In the Heights. Anything Lin Manuel Miranda will probably pull. And these that are out. all things that we've seen on Broadway. Yeah, that's a big thing. If we've seen we it enjoy. on Broadway, then. We're yeah. definitely listening to it. We love ourselves some good Broadway. The next musical I want to see is Six. If you guys have seen it, please let me know how it is. But I think you would love it. A bunch of girls wanted to go. And I was like, no, Daniel's going to want to go too. Because he loves Absolutely. some Broadway musicals. I would not want to go. Yeah. So so what do you think that I would... Okay. 
I think that you roll up to the mic and you put the stuff into mm -hmm. the machine mm -hmm. and all of a sudden what comes on is Spice Girls. Oh my gosh, that was literally what I was so, thinking. So, tell me what you want, what you want, Yes, that's 100% what I would choose. Ooh. Anything 90s girl band, like girls, poppy poppy, I am like, if you, I am oozing pop when it comes to 90s, like I will sing it all. So anything in the 90s, like Spice Girl genre, I'm there for it, right? Um, but definitely, even the boy band hits, I'm a, I'm a, NSYNC. I'm in sync, Backstreet Boys. I'm a stand for both of them. I there's I can't choose one. Like they're both amazing. Uh, are you a BSB or an NSYNC fan? I need to know because people like to be on one side or the other. But truthfully, I'm here for both. The only thing I cannot stand is that NSYNC put out that like troll song and they were trolling us. They were trolling because you making guys us think that there was going to be a tour and it was for dumb troll song i don't care about that i want you to go on tour dude but um i love me some insync and i love me some backstreet boys spice girls like living for it so yes that is that is definitely the genre so that let I would us know if to. you got your spouse's answer correct put yes. it down in the chat i want to know did you guess it? and what is their song i need to know not just I, yes. yes or no like not did, did you just get it no i want to know what are they singing those of you in cancun remember like we have that video of me doing taylor swift too like i can totally now that i'm a swifty yeah but that's not what you would go to first that's not that's not what i would go to first that's just what happened but you guys saw my karaoke moves and my karaoke grooves in Cancun. Ooh, moves and grooves. <laughs> Welcome to right, Love Talking Slowgrams. Next All right, question. Next question. So, this, so that was a fun question, that right? Was a fun and question. this one is also fun, but it is going to be more directed towards mm -hmm. where mm -hmm. we're going today because listen, it's all about taking control of your shared finances, right? We're talking about strategic communication around money. So that's where we're getting. All right. And let's be real. Like this can be fun, right? The same way we're having Absolutely. fun talking about our favorite songs and places that we'd like to go and all that stuff. Make money fun. We love to talk about habit stacking and like having the conversations around things that you enjoy. So I love going out for coffee while I'm talking about money and dreaming about my wealthy lifestyle. Heck to the yes. Do that with your spouse as well. We'll make a fun money game and call oh, it funny. Funny. Yes. I, fun it, money. it took me a second. There it you took go. me a second, there you but go. that was a good idea. All right, here we go. All right, let's go. All right. Ooh, the most unusual job you have ever worked. Now, when we were thinking about this question, we were thinking about how when we were paying off $76,000 in debt um, and we were paying it off in 28 months, we didn't start off with like, yeah, let's do it super fast. We started off just like, let's figure out where our money is going because I do want to get rid of this at some point. Um, and we had no idea how to manage or like how to our talk relationship. About money. It was a slow burn. Oh my gosh. You're, you're, Playing that, that into was, the, uh, that was, yeah. that was a good one. No, we just took it. We took our time. It was just very much like, yeah. Hey, like, all right, let's just see what we can do with the income that we have. And let's just meticulously budget and, and figure out from maybe there. cut a couple expenses, but not all of them. Mm -hmm. And then it was as we started to see like the date, like, Oh mm -hmm. wow. Like we could actually really do this if we increase our income a little bit and decrease our expenses a little bit. Initially, how long was it going to be for us? Like for on like this, it was going to be like 10 or 15 years that we would have to pay this thing off. We'd, we'd probably be looking Still towards, yeah, we'd probably be looking, oh, well, you know, we probably would have stopped when the, the loan stopped. Maybe if we didn't, if maybe, um, but that was our initial thing. And then I think when I kind of, I think I probably had that impatient part of it where I was like, I don't like that. I don't like that. It's going to take because it was like a thousand dollars. I month. really, I would really like that thousand dollars to go in my pocket instead of somebody else's pocket. So how, how can we do this faster? And that's where this came in. So we had a lot of unusual drafts <laughs> during that time frame. Where if it was available, we would take it. So 
I already know yours. I know so. this question really, listen, when you hear this, this question really is not fair for me because it's such a, such an easy guess for you. Like you yeah. already know what my unusual job is because there's nothing I won't do for money. It's true. Well, for there are you, some things, like there's but... no, there's none I wouldn't oh do for money. Oh my God, really? There... <laughs> Nowadays, there's a lot of things you can do for money. I mean, you've got some nice feet. <laughs> but for you, I just feel like you're your job like the things that you have done are just so boring they are they're really boring i think i did a lot of things that were kind of like uh just normal especially as an educator that's what we both do or i have an answer you have an answer but it's not it's not i will explain it's not unusual go first all to, all that to say because i'm an educator i use a lot of things that educators can do so things like tutoring things like you know oh you need someone to help you babysit or you need someone after school to help you with x okay not a problem how you know house sitting like it just kind of went in that same regard but what what what, were, what are you going to say you want me to guess yours right yes. now i'll tell you okay so because kimberly i'm i'm kind of tweaking the answer here because Everything that you've done in your life has basically been education, right? Mm -hmm. When you were in college, you did like the summer camps around education. It's like mm -hmm. building your background. You did tutoring. You worked in the Montessori school. I did. You, know, you did a lot of those things. So anything education, I'm not going to classify that as unusual. Okay. So the one job that I'm going to name that you did that wasn't educational uh -huh. was when you worked at Bath and Body Works for like uh, yeah. a winter season. I did. You were I did. a seasonal employee. I did. I did that because I was tired of working in education for a hot minute. This is before we got married. This was like a... I was a, in college. You were in college. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, oh, you know what? I really want to try retail. I feel like I'd really enjoy it. And I like being in the mall. So why not? Like I could go to the mall and I could hang out there. And I worked at Bath and Body Works for one holiday season. And I was not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> because I liked talking to people and I liked like stocking things. I liked creating relationships with people and like helping people figure out what to purchase and like telling them, Hey guys, two for one or buy, buy two, get one 50% off, whatever. I love doing that part. I hated the hours. The hours are so unpredictable. And I was like, no, this is not for me. Like at least in education, I know when I'm clocking in and when I'm clocking out for the most part. And I, I prefer that. So what would you have said? What was your unusual job? What were you thinking of? House sitting, like dog sitting. Yeah, I mean, I, like animals I like really that. don't like, I would do a lot of cat sitting and a lot of dog sitting when I was growing up and when I was an, in college. Like if they needed someone to watch their dog, I would do it. I would walk the dog at 5 a.m. before school would start. And I don't really like dogs, but I would do it because it was money. <laughs> My favorite memory from uh, Bath and Body Works is while you were pregnant with Sophia and Oh my gosh, women, so you funny. Know, at least my wife, you know, she got very nauseous with smells mm -hmm. and scents. So I don't remember why we were in there trying to buy a candle, but we were trying to get a candle for someone or something. And you had like smelt your first candle and you were feeling very nauseous and you could tell in your face that you weren't feeling it. But this worker, this dude working there just did not grasp he that. He did not. And he kept like shoving different candles into my and I was wife's like, Please face. Stop. And, and like, she's moving away, but Please he's stop. still like finding her and like bringing the candle. What about this one? He was trying to help me find. You were about to throw scent. up in yeah. the store. He was trying to help me find a scent that would help me. And none of the scents were helping. He failed. He was he failing failed. big okay. time. So what is my unusual job? And I already, so know, this I already know this one because this is a very like, this is the ace that he pulls out of his pocket when he's talking to someone about like, what's the worst job you've ever had? He was a clown, right? So uh, he did some stuff at like some church things and literally got hired for family reunions. He got hired for 
school events he could do balloon puppets and balloon, balloon whatever animals. balloon animals and stuff like that super easily and he's very if you know him if you've seen him in person he's very expression like he can i just don't care what people think yeah. like at the end of the day so yeah. yes like, a, i was doing a ministry shoes. thing in church and then people would approach me like yo i would actually pay you if yeah. you came out and did this for like my it was kids good birthday. money too and yeah i made great money doing it so over the summers when i'd come home from from school i would just throw on throw on some makeup throw yeah. on the costume the big shoes get my uh, balloon animals go out be there driving i'd run games and activities I'd, yeah do balloon animals man can i tell you the second thing that i would say for you okay okay the second thing that he did that was really funny that would be unusual and yes you're, yeah it was correct though like yes. clowning 100 yes. like that was so easy the second thing he did that was unusual as a job that he was like i'm gonna do it because it's gonna make money is that he was a bartender and he does not drink right he is a sober never had a drop of alcohol in his life not really a bartender but i was a you, caterer he was he was and catering for whatever in reason, the bar i don't know what it was but the, the owner would always put me behind the bar for the catering events and i'm like dude you know i don't drink and people would come up to him and ask them like oh which give which me a recommendation <laughs> what do you think and i would be over here like reading the back of the bottle like yeah so this has like a really oaky <laughs> after flavor you know it tastes like afterbirth so, <laughs> what like enjoy and and he would he would just like make it up but they would tip him real well because they liked how like i'm cute because he's of course um, you are, you're still cute. but no i honestly all i would ever do is like dude this is a catered event. It's free. I need you to drink this and then drink this and you tell me what you think. And then he would just use that as a recommendation every time. I'll just get people drunk. Yep. That's, that was his job. That was his job, which is probably why he got like tipped so well. He got tipped very well. So those are some of the things that we did that were quite unusual. Can you let us know your most unusual job you've ever worked? Yes. It doesn't have to be having to do with like raising money for anything. Just in general, what is the most unusual job you've ever had? I'd love to see that in the see comments if, below. I, I want to see if someone can top clowning. Yeah. Like, come on. Can you top clowning? Or am I the most unusual person here? Which I'm totally cool with, yeah, by the is. way. You are. You are. All right. So this is the point in the show where things get serious. Yeah, they are. No, not really. This, uh, this was supposed to be the serious question. It was not Was serious. it? Well, we, we, we're trying to lead into. Got it. Okay. okay. Talking about money. So let's do it. For this next question. Let's do it. I want you to really, really dig in here. Are we, are we doing some shoulders, like some Wakanda? Yes. yes. Wakanda forever. What is an acceptable amount of money to spend on a pair of shoes? I want mm. you to think about, not yourself. Self, think about your partner. What do you think? How would your partner options? answer? Hmm. I have a number in my head right now that I feel like is an acceptable number to spend on a pair of shoes. An acceptable Singular. number. You don't, this is not going on a shopping spree. This is just like you're going to the store. You have an idea in mind like, I'm going to get a brand new pair of shoes today. And this is how much I usually spend on shoes. I would say, now remember, this is for your partner, right? Correct. What this your partner would guess. Guess my number. So I think that you would, you would spend... I would I would say 180. Oh my god! I think you would send. I think you would spend 180 dollars on shoes that they were really good. Wow, you are so far from my number. My 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 next number below that. Oh, we get second choices. No, so but I'm just lose, putting it out you there. Just, you know, no, I like, lost. It's okay. fine. I think your next one was under 100. So like 95, 90. You've spent 90 dollars on shoes before. So the number that I felt Did was I an acceptable amount to spend on a pair of shoes was $80. <laughs> that was $100 off. You were very far away. I have actually never purchased a pair of shoes for $180. Well, no, and I know you've never purchased purchased shoes, but the I'm just The most expensive saying... pair I've ever purchased was that pair of Currys, and that was like 130 And I rarely do that. 
right. most of the shoes, what I'll do, because uh, I guess, I, okay, 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 okay. I like, I, you know, you sort low to high and then yeah. I'll go through and I'll just find one that I feel like looks because look, I'm wearing it to school to right. teach like PE right. right now. Like I don't, so the ones that are expensive are my performance when I'm actually playing basketball, the yeah. stuff that I wear to work, like I, I'm running around with kids. So I feel like so $80 I feel like or less maybe, okay. Is an acceptable amount. Accessible amount. Is the part that I was curries, like, I, I saved up for a little bit more. Okay. So I would say an acceptable amount for you. Yes. That, that makes sense. You said 180. No, no, you don't get to backtrack now. I agree. You don't okay, get okay, to backtrack. Okay. So I thought 180 <laughs> was like unacceptable for you. Like you would see a pair of shoes and be like, oh, they're 180. Okay. I could do that. Like, but, but I'm no, no, you would not I would find say that 180. A, you, okay, cool. I could get like three pairs of shoes for that. You, price. <laughs> you'd be like, yeah, they're nice, but no, no, thank you. Okay. Well, I did not. I have a friend group that specifically right. for, for shoes, for shoe sales, we text each other shoe sales. And like when prices drop on like a solid pair of shoes that we wanted, like the Curry's or, or yeah. Jordan's or something like that. They one. You gotta have a friend circle. One pair of shoe shoes. Game. One pair of shoes that All we really want. Ways. I want couple shoes. Like I we want. Are looking for couple shoes. I want shoes that are like the opposite colorway. Not just way. couple shoes. I want the whole family to have like yes, some J's. But I want ours to be like the opposite colorway. So if they're like, I don't know, blue and white, I want mine to be like mainly blue and yours to be mainly white but with blue you know that. what i mean I'm like i want matching. them to be if you were there opposite. in cancun i tried to match kim every day that was his request um, that was yeah, not me i'm big into the matching <laughs> but like, i do want a couple shoes i do want a couple shoes though okay so what do you think is my acceptable amount to pair to 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 spend on a pair of shoes 49.95 really yeah 49.95 okay I feel like if you went in you usually go to like uh, what's it called? DSW or whatever, and you go in there and you get a pair of heels or something like they're never more than like fifty dollars. Let me tell you. Um, <laughs> I, I also feel this in the wrong direction. I went high. Hey, when you go high, I go low. <laughs> uh, because if I think here's the thing, I will go in and sure, I'll spend like fifty bucks on shoes, but but what I really wanted was those like a hundred and fifty dollars shoes. I was just like. Okay, next time I'll come back for you guys. I'll just do the $50 ones for now. But what I, my heart of hearts wants a $150 pair of shoes. I remember when we I were always in college, the most expensive things and they were really expensive, but you just had your mom end up buying them. Yes. For Christmas no, no, no. You know what I did? You know what I did? I worked. <laughs> I worked and we got a bonus that year for doing like, like school stuff. And with that bonus, it was like 200 and something dollars. That's what I bought my Uggs with. And I had those puppies for like a decade. I was like, I'm getting every cent out of those Uggs. So I do like prettier shoes because I know they're more comfortable and they're like nicer. And I like the idea of going up to a rack and going, I like those shoes and just getting them and not thinking about how much they cost. So... And I need you to yeah. understand your number is your number. There's no right or wrong nope. answer here. It's just your number. Mm-hmm. I was literally talking to um, Mark and Deanna, right? I was lock- I was talking to Mark on the boat in Cancun. And I was talking about how like sometimes I get like embarrassed because I'll see like the timeline stuff on social media. Yeah. And I'm like, here's you from 10 years ago. And I'm literally have the same pair of jeans like in my closet. Yeah, you know what I mean? Or rolls. in my Mm-mm. So I'm like, dude, I think it's I think it's time to uh, throw away those jeans because uh, they're I just wore them yesterday and they just showed up on my 10 year timeline. So yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. You I'm will guy. keep clothes for a very long time, whereas I will rotate my closet a lot and I will buy shoes. I will buy like that's just I really like that. It's not that I have a lot of it. I just like to shop like if I have the opportunity 
and the funds, I, I will Absolutely. I will spend on those things. But there is no wrong answer. And it doesn't mean that because I like to shop for something that's a little bit more quality, like more money, instead of like shopping the sales, like I'll do it. But I prefer to walk in and just Absolutely. go, I want that and get it. Right. And so that shows a lot of like how we communicate with our finances, how we communicate with our money. And again, like what for you, you're a person who's okay with being patient, waiting until things hit a certain price point, And then you're like, all right, I'm going to go ahead and grab these. You're really good at like when it comes to like saving money. So we give ourselves an allowance every single month of that goes to our personal like find like funds for whatever we want to do and whatever we want to spend. And nobody gets to say, oh, what did you spend that for? Like, no, it's my money. I spent it. I don't have to tell you about it at all. And he will like save that money for months and months and months and months and then come home with like two really nice pairs of shoes or really, you know, do an Amazon haul of like a ton of like really nice quality things, but he'll wait in spurts. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, I just want it. I just want to get it now. And both of those are totally fine. That's how we communicate with our money. So what's important to note there is that you and I both understand how we value and prioritize Mm -hmm. and like our money beliefs. Like we understand that we each have different values and priorities and beliefs around money and that actually is our money language, right? Right. You have a money language, I have a money language, and we understand each other. So because we know that, that really helps us when we're talking to each other. We know how to support each other right. with our values. And, and we, we know-, know some of those like those potential like landmines or speed bumps. Mm-hmm. And it helps us when we're talking about bigger purchases, right? We're just talking about small things like a pair of shoes. But when oh we talk goodness. about big things like acquiring property or buying a car or what school do we want to take our girls to? Like we really have better conversations because we know exactly what the other person's perspective is going to be and not to diminish or dumb down or say, why did you say that? Or why did you think that? Or that's an unreasonable thing. No, I understand why you have the more, you know, oh, well, we could save this much so that we can get to this bigger goal, which makes me happy because I like being able to get something that's a little bit higher end. And look at that. It likes that comment. (laughs) Thumbs up. Um, and like, I like something that's higher end. You said two good things today and and one one bad bad thing and it was wicked. I, I don't know, but like, I like things that are higher end. And so with his idea and strategy of like, this is how we can get to that higher end. I'm like, heck yeah, let's go for it. And it's much easier for us to have these conversations because we understand each other's strengths and our finances and our money language. It is time for the final question. Final question. We have gone through three questions today. You've uh, hopefully got some things right about your partner. If you didn't, hey, it's okay. It's all good. You just need to spend a little bit more time talking to your partner, I I'm guess. I'm going to choose the question but this the, time. Yeah. Ooh, you push the button, girl. All right, cool. Our final question is if Sorry. you could spend... I was like super fast. You were super fast, but I that's apologize. okay. <laughs> if you could spend money on one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Ooh. So you need to try to guess... What would your partner spend that? What's that one thing your partner would spend money on for the rest of their life? I have a feeling I'm going to get this one wrong. I feel like I'm going to get it wrong You're too because gonna... I think I'm going to go funny and say something stupid uh-huh. just to be funny. But I... it's going to be true though. I, okay. I low key don't even know what's that one thing. I need to think what's that one thing that I would spend money on for the rest of my life and I would just be. I feel like I feel like in this day in our this is tough because I got to think about what I would say, but also what you would say. Right, but I think at, at this time of our life, I have to think about where you are now, right? And so where you are now, I feel like we have a very similar. I, I think we might say the same thing because of where we are right now. Because this change 
it will change what what was important but this to is me all you can spend ago, money on for the rest of your life spend money on one thing for the rest of your like life you have to keep having that like this is it like there's mm -hmm. you don't get anything else after this like this is what you get to have for the rest of your life which is why i think we'll have the same answer okay we won't trust me we won't okay 100 we won't what's what's your answer i want to know yours first a chiropractor <laughs> <laughs> you talk about your back you talk about your back so much, girl. That's so but, dumb. Oh, my goodness. For the last five years, all it's I've heard true. is chiropractor. You're I like, dude, after my first child, so I went bad. to the chiropractor. It was amazing. I need to go And then go you back. had your second, and you never went to the chiropractor. And like, all I'm you talked about for the last four years is, man, y'all, my back. I just I'm need my back aligned. I'm still struggling. I'm 35. Yeah, but she sounds like she's 65. I know. Every day she gets up. It's not oh, that bad. I need my back aligned. It's not that bad. I just know <laughs> that when I go to sleep, I'm like, I could be more comfortable dude, when I'm see, not. not only when she wakes up, when she goes down to sleep, when she gets up out of a chair, like everything is on my back. My back, my back. Yeah. These yeah, stinking yeah. kids. These stinking kids. Jacked up my I have body. To wake, I have to like pick them yeah, up. Yeah. If They're you could heavy. spend money on a chiropractor, you would do that all day, every day. Okay. Fair? Was uh, Fair. Okay. I know it wasn't the answer. No. But it's right. But it's fair. I would say that if I could spend money on one thing, and okay, this kind of ties into yours. So I'm going to say what yours would be. Okay. So I think if you could spend money on one thing for the rest of your life, given who you are now, mm -hmm. right? Because I think mm -hmm. a decade ago, I would have chosen something different, right? Okay. Even a year and a half ago, I would have chosen something different. But now, if you could spend money on one thing for the rest of your life, and this might be cheating, it would be experiences. No. And the reason why I say experiences <laughs> is because... So Daniel used to be a gamer. He is a gamer. Not that he used to be. He is a gamer. So my initial question or my initial answer was like games. And you would have been correct. Really? Yes. I, I was like, he would spend or money Mexican on games. Or <laughs> I'm legit. Like, dude, if I could spend money on Mexican food the rest of my life, I think I would be set. Yeah. Like. I mm. I like it, but not that much. Dude. No, I love it. But there's a new Mexican restaurant that we need it. to try <laughs> because there's one and I'm like, we need to do this. But anyway, I feel like there's a lot of like. I would say games, but I think right now, especially with our family, I think experiences would be something I would want to spend money on and what you would want to spend money 100%. on that is for the rest me. of our life, right? Like I don't I could care less about gifts and material things. Take us to a play, take us to more opportunities to go play on the playground. Um, take us to like those types of experiences to I, I feel I say to me, but I feel that like that is why you are an expressionist. That is your money language. That is it is 100%. it is i love experiences i know you love experience no stop sorry back up i love experiences you i appreciate now that appreciate. you have taken me on these experiences because i would never have experienced them without you yes i'd he, be in my home mm -hmm, playing games playing some games talking to my boys online and that's it talking trash just living it up, yep. eating Mexican food. And he'd be so happy. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not that he's like that. He would be the happiest clam. He'd be so happy. But I think I I really love experiences where that are where the memories are created. And so I think since having kids, I've been like, let's do this experience. Let's do this. Let's make it fun. Let's do whatever. And it's caused him to be like, wow, I never would have done this without you. And I really appreciate that you've done this. So again, that goes back to our money languages. I'm an expressionist. So I love to express the way I, I feel for other people and my love for things through experiences, through things, through materials, not always material things. For me, it's just experiences. I want to help other people get on experiences. I want to experience more experiences. I want people around me to experience more experiences because that's where the memories are made. And for me, that's valuable. And 
for him, that's not, and that's totally fine. So I know that when I have an idea of like, we should do this, I know I'm going to be the one planning it. That's totally fine. Right. But, and he's going to be the one that's like, okay. But even in our conversations over years, he's learned that like, okay, like we can totally make these things happen. So guys, thank you so much for joining us today for Better Together Tuesday as we've enjoyed this time playing our fun money game called Funny. Funny. No, I just made that up. Yeah, but the point of it was to get you talking about money. And this last question was a lot about how you, what you value, what, what do you prioritize, mm-hmm. right? And also with the previous question, like you're spending, like how much is an acceptable amount? Because yeah. everyone has a different number of what they find acceptable with different items and with different purchases. And so neither one is right or wrong. No, it's just important to know what, your beliefs and your values and your priorities are around money. And you can find out more about that at our masterclass coming on the 29th of Mm -hmm. November at 7 p.m. Yep. So next Wednesday, the 29th at 7 p.m., we are going to be in a Zoom room with um, so many couples and we are going to be having a conversation and fun. Like if you had fun here and you think this is funny, we laughed, we did all the things, right? So we're going to have so much fun talking about your specific money archetype because everybody has a different archetype um, and you operate differently between them. And we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about when you have your specific archetype, the one that you mainly go for, how do you leverage that with your spouse that might be completely opposite to you? How do you have better conversations? How do you leverage that so that you can have um, better conversations, better uh, effectiveness in the communication around your finances so that you can actually be aligned and create those financial goals that are actually going to happen instead of saying, one day we'll do this, but we just can never get on the same page. It's time to get on the same page. 2024 is your year. If you would like to have access to that masterclass, go ahead and drop masterclass in the comments below and we'll go ahead and give you the link to get yeah, started will. and maybe a promo code hey for yo. a Black Friday deal. So you're going to walk away from that masterclass with three things. You're going to know your money language and your partners. Mm-hmm. You're going to know your strengths and we I got a thumbs up. Yes. You're going to know your strengths and weaknesses around your money language. And the last thing you're going to get is how your money language supports and, con- and conflicts with your partner's money language. So you can watch yes. out for those landmines Look and also that. know how you lift each other up. All right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for coming out today and listening to our Better Together Tuesday. This is the Affluent Marriage Podcast. Take care, guys. Make sure that you live in love. And walk in wealth. I was going to say it by myself, but you wanted to say it with me. I love that. Because we're we're better better together. I want to see if I can make the thing start again. It didn't do it. No, that it didn't like that. It didn't like that. It didn't like that. Take care, y'all. Bye, guys. (laughs) Happy Thanksgiving.